guys here's the deal we were late to today's show by three minutes because we were having an incredible argument here at the phnx offices by the way welcome into the phnx suns podcast i'm Lindsay here with saul bookman and espo we're brought to you by chaos so mm-hmm. we're gonna bring this conversation to you guys because it stemmed from a basketball conversation but it morphed into something a mind of its own essentially here if your friend Dates your ex. Back to, let's Are you a, okay with it or not? We need context. Let's give them the context. There's a report that Carl Anthony Towns, uh, some believe, will be dealt in the next two weeks. To which I said, Would you trade for him if you're the Suns? And Lindsay said, I think that in a non basketball sense may be problematic since he's dating Booker's ex. Yeah. Yeah. So now yeah. what's the. What's and the it's question? not just a random, like, like book. And this woman spent a significant amount of time together. Jordan Woods. Yeah, knows they spent a significant time t- amount of time together, right? So it wasn't like a one-off fling type of thing. And then Carl Anthony Towns and Jordan Woods are in a very serious, long-term committed relationship as well. So I'm not saying that you couldn't get over it. I just think there could be some weird uncomfortableness around it. it. It's not weird and uncomfortable if Carl Anthony Towns was like, hey, Dev, this is what's going on. I would like to... You know, I'd like to ask her out or I'd like to, you know, talk to her. Are you cool with that? And if Devin was like, cool, then that's it. It's all good. But if, if but if there's no conversation, no, 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 no. No, you, you got to clear with your boy. But even if there was a conversation, like we have people in this office who are literally like, even if there was a conversation, my answer would be no. Devin Booker is the type of dude that would actually, I think, would probably have fun with it and like give Carl Anthony Towns a hard time about it Devin's gotten better at distributing (laughs) look (laughs) look if if Kat started started something with her while they were dating that's problematic I don't think there's any reports of that so 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 that to me there shouldn't be problems especially if if he had a conversation with Devin and and Devin's likely happy for both of them that they found somebody to be with. Like, why Why would you be pissed off if you're like, look, I'm out of this. I've been with other people. Like, I'd be happy for somebody. I know? just think that it would, even if you were able to remain friends throughout that because you had the conversation, this obviously, of course, goes without Such saying, we are speculating the hell out of this situation, okay? Just so everyone knows. No, we don't have inside sources? No, but I just need to make sure everyone knows. We're not talking about legitimate things here. But even if the conversation was had and on Devin's side of things was like, it's cool, I have no problems with it, you don't think that there's like a small... A small little nugget of emotions in there that are like this kind of is but a we little don't, bit. I don't, I don't even, we don't even know how he felt about it. I have no clue. Devin, like, I know, but Devin, that's what that's what the whole conversation. I feel like from. I feel like Dev's just not that guy. I feel like he's just like when he's when he's when he cuts it off, he cuts it off. That's it. He moves on. You know. Okay, I have something to add. Do I, you have your mic on? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. I I I kind of agree that yes, I don't think like Devin's that guy, but at the same time, ego aside, whatever, at the end of the day, it still kind of fucking sucks when your buddy fucks someone you fucked with. Whoa, whoa, whoa. aggressive. Okay. Hold, hold on though. Oof. Devin Booker uh, this brings me to something. Devin Booker is on a shirt 
that says Kendall's starting five. Like he's no he's no stranger he's, to dating somebody other NBA players have yes, dated. I'm not saying that that it doesn't happen, but it was different in this situation because they were best friends. That's what makes it different. That's why I think it's okay. They had to have a conversation. There's no way they wouldn't have done that. Do you think it matters at all that it's it's cat though? Like the dude that everybody thinks is soft and people that have like don't really like. Like that would bother me. Like if you if you were off with like Ben Simpson, not Ben Simpson, probably not a good one. But if you were <laughs> off with like a star, right? That's one thing. But you're off with like a you're off with cat. Of all dudes, I know they were boys. But I don't Kat. think I don't think Devin cares. <laughs> I don't think they're Devin... friends. I don't think you should be like you Honestly, went with that. It's guy. probably even better that it's cat because in Devin's eyes, especially at this point of their career, it's probably a downgrade. So he's like, yeah, I'm glad you didn't. I, I'm glad you didn't thrive so, without me. Can we move on, to bro? All I'm gonna please? say is if <laughs> just please, if you refer to your best friend as a downgrade, like <laughs> we got bigger issues, okay? We yeah, got that's bigger right. issues. Everybody should feel that way. Everybody's a downgrade over me. I yes. Yo. Okay, and a lot, and Eric in the chat says, "Were they are best friends?" Listen, I don't know who's best friends with whom. I don't know how overblown all of this friendship shenanigans has. I know that as uh, people within the media space we, and even fan bases, right? We grab onto whatever it is. <laughs> like if somebody says they're besties, we're gonna run with that until the day we die. But anyway, do we have a Roman ad today? No, we no. sure don't. Thank Manscaped? God. No. All right. Anyway, in other news. Just wanted to bring you guys into the chaos that was happening right before the show started. That made us late. But let's actually get into legitimate conversations today. We'll put the TMZ Friday stuff behind us for now. Uh, Chris I'm Paul. Sorry, more Dad. Chris Paul. Okay. So we talked a lot yesterday about Chris B. Haynes and how he took a lot of heat for the tweet that he put out about Chris Paul and the Suns um, informing him that they were going to waive him, right? Because... We got word from Shams, we got word from Woj, and so many other people that they're actually exploring all opportunities. But Crispy Haynes had a conversation with Mark Stein on the This League Uncut podcast where he stands by the tweet he sent earlier this week and shared some extra stuff as well. I can't say this. Chris Paul and his representative left that initial phone call with the impression and how they took it was he was going to be weighed by the deadline. I'm standing by the people who I've spoke with. Got pretty good sourcing on this guy. And so I, I, I left it up. It's interesting because last night a team, a rival team said to me that what they heard is, no, Phoenix is going to waive him and re-sign him. And that is technically possible. A member of a prominent member of the Los Angeles Clippers, a player, texted me right when I um, reported the Chris Paul news and said they would love to have Chris Paul over there. So he's definitely going to have people in his corner, prominent players from, from teams out there, contending teams in his corner to try to bring them on. The summation is an exit from Phoenix is very, 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 very likely. Let's Emma, can we uh, can we hit the new thing we got? Mmm, crispy. <laughs> we got a, a little crispy Hanes there. All right, uh, I just got served some crispy Hanes. Uh, are we gonna make this cereal yeah. like a thing? No, Should yeah. we like mass produce this? Anytime we have some uh, some crispy Hanes news, we're gonna we're gonna bring it back. So. 
I love that. So what did you guys think about this? Um, obviously, we just pulled little pieces out of the conversation. But what did you think about this? I just think the whole thing is just useless to talk about, to be honest with you. Like, I'm at the point now, you got Chris Paul, who's going to have options as soon as he clears waivers, because nobody's picking up $30 million for him. And and he's going to have some suitors that are going to pay three $3 million, basically, to keep him in the fold. Like, okay, cool. No shit. But to uproot and start all over again, basically, um, unless he goes back to LA, I just, I just don't see it in the cards. And then you could stop with the nonsense about Boston and Milwaukee, like shut up. That's not happening. He's not going East. That's just not happening. He's going to stay out West point blank. He's not moving anything East of the Mississippi. Why do you think that? Cause I, he's 38. His kids are here. Clearly he has a strong attachment to his kids because he's trying to be involved in their lives at every single turn that makes it far more difficult if you're trying to fly back home from boston on the weekend in between you know on a two or three day rest you know like it's, that's not happening you're gonna stay in boston same thing with milwaukee like if he's here in phoenix that's one thing that's only an hour flight hour and a half flight private jet go but to, to go all the way to the east coast that's irrelevant we're not even going to talk about the east coast Wait. it's basically just the clippers the Lakers and the Suns. And to me, it just makes far more sense that he has a better opportunity to win a championship with the Suns. So I don't think it's unlikely and it's so far out of the realm of possibility like they kind of insinuate. I just, I just but don't But you don't think that. there's a scenario out there where Chris Paul talks to his family and says, okay, for two more years, I'm going to play in this league. And in those two years, I'm going to ring chase and I'm going to go to the best place that I feel like sets me up for that. And if the Bucks were to call him or the Celtics were to call him, who he thinks he could actually make a real difference on those teams, he wouldn't sacrifice two more years for the chance to potentially win a ring? First of all, with Milwaukee, he's not coming off the bench. And he would come off the bench with Milwaukee because Drew Holiday is a better point guard than him right now. Like overall, defensively, offensively, like Drew Holiday's a stud. So that wouldn't happen. Boston, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Like, also, like a lot of players don't like Boston. Like, and I, I find it hard to believe that Chris Paul would go to Boston. So. But it would solely be majority of the decision making would be the ring chasing and who he thinks he might have the yeah. best best case with think, winning a ring. In. But just, if you're gonna ring chase, is there a better place than here right now? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're pulling we're pulling hairs. But to we try are and also. Make operating under the idea that the Suns do want him back. There is also another scenario where the Suns don't want him back yeah. and are ready to move I on. I mean, that's – but then I still think it's the two LA teams. That was one of the, the couple of things that stood out to me in the clip was, one, uh, Clippers players already reached out and said, they want we'd him. love him. Uh, and then, two, what stood out is uh, Crispy there saying that uh, Chris Paul's people, when they left that meeting – we're under the impression that the Phoenix Suns were going to cut him, wave like him. Yeah. or wave him. I mean, same thing. But uh, to me, that that's as one. We know who the source is. Chris Paul's people yeah. is the source, yeah. which uh, he yeah. didn't protect them real well in that. But but two, whatever the Suns said, isn't what was being communicated to all these other insiders because if Chris Paul and his people left the meeting saying, Oh, they're going to cut us. Uh, you know, they must've said pretty, pretty emphatically. That was the likely outcome of all this. Yeah. Also like with, with Chris Paul, I, I, I do disagree a little bit. Like two years is still a long time. And when, when you're in the middle of, of, of your kids, 
in the middle of their high school or you know uh, you know elementary school middle school high school you know paths like you don't want to miss any any minute of that you know two years is a long time especially when you've already you've been ring, ring chasing you know what I mean? Like he had a chance with Houston. Uh, OKC okay, was out of his control for sure, and then he came to Phoenix. Like, and he had an opportunity to win both places, and it doesn't it doesn't happen. Like, I just don't think he's just going to continuously move his family, or or at least move away from his family to put them in that position when he has some viable options here on the West Coast. I think that's the more prominent thing: Clippers, Lakers, Suns. All three have two superstars on each team. You have a viable chance to win a championship if you join one of them. So why go all the way to the East Coast to take a gamble on something uh, when you could do it here on the West Coast? And I don't buy the Spurs rumor that no, that's popped that's... up today. Like, why? Again, why would he go go to San Antonio? Like, playing with Victor Wembanyama when you're Chris Paul and going, oh, maybe we could compete for a playing game doesn't sound interesting at all. Especially if he wants to play for a few more years. I don't see it. I, I still think it's Suns and the two LA teams are, are the are the options here on the table. I think those make the most sense. I'm with you guys on that, but I am not going to rule out Chris Paul's desire to win a championship and go to whatever team, regardless of where it is located, that he feels is the best case for him. Whatever is, has the best possible outcome of that happening. Whatever in his mind. Whatever team he goes to, he would have to feel comfortable knowing that they could win a championship without him. Like, and I just don't see a team out there that is that dominant outside of maybe the Nuggets right now because they're on a heater. Um, you know, but the offseason is going to change some things. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that team's going to de- deplete as well because that's what happens to NBA champions. They're they're higher. You know, they're they're higher priority free agents. They typically lose because they get more money somewhere else, and then that team you know uh, kind of comes back to the mean. So, uh, and then in regards to the Suns, real quick, I do want to make a point. Like, yeah, I get it that the Suns may not be interested. But you've already got to pay him 15.8. And the most you're going to have to pay him is another three. And if everybody's on the same, you know, on, on the same playing field, uh, like you'd be hard pressed if Chris Paul was interested in coming back to say no to that because you think you can find another point guard that can do somewhat something of what Chris Paul could do for $3 million. You're not going to find that. So if you're the Suns, it's in your own best interest to bring him back. And that, from, from all accounts, we've heard that they do want him back. So. But they are exploring all their options. Always. You got so, to. Who, I don't know. Just just like cat and book. I don't want to fight anymore. <laughs> this show got does it spicy feel like, off does the Does it feel top. like we're fighting? It does. <laughs> a little bit. You just asked a question and I was answering it very aggressively. Yeah, but I was also being very aggressive back towards you. Is that not like the definition <laughs> of a little well, bit of a fight? you listen aggressively? <laughs> What? Didn't you say you were listening? No, I was also responding no. oh, aggressively she back. She, she was responding in her head. <laughs> I so. was listening aggressively. I was listening aggressively. Uh, maybe we need to take a trip to the golf course and, and let some of the anger out. <laughs> and if we wear our pins and aces outfits, maybe we'll feel better because we look better mm. too. Not to mention they're really comfortable. So if you guys are going to be hitting up the golf course here soon, make sure you check out our friends over at Pins and Aces. They are the official golf apparel partner of PHNX and All City. We love all of the gear that we have from them. They're a family-owned golf and apparel biz, uh, business, so make sure you guys check them out for all of your golfing needs. Check out pinsandaces.com and use that pom- promo code 
PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That is promo code PHNX at pinsandaces.com. Or maybe I said yesterday, you know, if you have an argument, you could just hash it out over a nice cold beer. Maybe we could go to Four Peaks after the golf course, have a good beer, have some good chicken tenders. We could also go to fourpeaksforteachers.org and nominate our favorite teachers so that they can win some really cool prizes from Four Peaks. This year, they're giving away 11 $1,000 cash grants and one lucky teacher will win a teacher's lounge renovation provided by Four Peaks. If you guys listening know of a great teacher that you want to nominate, again, that is fourpeaks4teachers.org. Just nominate by June 30th. Lindsay, you laid out a nice weekend. I did, are right? You, are you paying? Uh, no, you, Solace. Oh, Solace. Solace. Okay. Yeah. I'm in. You didn't hear him offer right now? I heard that. <laughs> I was aggressively listening and I was and aggressively I didn't. listening and I heard that. So I don't know. Emma heard it too. Uh, but check out our Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks beer. And we ask that you drink responsibly. All right. So we talked about Chris Paul. And Saul, you said, listen, you might be hard pressed to find a point guard who could give you Nearly what Chris Paul can give you at that price range. Well, Jake Fisher did write an article today with a lot of interesting information around Chris Paul and just all of the things that kind of come along with that. And he shared a couple different point guards that the Suns are supposedly interested in or have had interest in at some point in time. Let's go down the list, right? Knicks, Emmanuel Quickly, Heat, Gabe Vincent, Celtics, Peyton Pritchard, Kings, Davion Mitchell, or Wizards, Monte Morris. Any of these names jump out at you? Davion Mitchell's with the Kings. Oh, sorry. What did I say? Well, you said oh, Knicks. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's with the Kings, Kings right now. Oh, I thought um, I said Kings. <clears throat> oh, I thought you said Knicks. My bad. I feel like um, I read Kings. Okay. But uh, I she aggressively thought Kings. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think... Uh, I mean, those are all solid. They're they're decent players. Uh, I think, obviously, the one that that sticks out the most is uh, my guy from the Heat. Obviously, Vincent. I think he's having a, he's having a a pretty good uh, series right now and a pretty good playoff. And he's going to be a hot name. Now he's gonna he's not going to come cheap though because of how well he's playing. Yeah, uh, that money just keeps on going up and up and up. So, twenty seven year old unrestricted free agent. That's a guy that you're probably using the mid level exception on. At that point, I don't, I don't know, 27, you're investing that, you know, which is going to be 12 million if you stretch Chris Paul. Do you really believe he's the point guard of the future? Because whatever decision you make is likely the guy you're playing at point guard for at least two years here. So, I mean, is that the future though? I think it was just, you're just looking for short term options right now for everybody, to be honest with you, because. Your your windows two years. Is, two, is three Gabe years. Vincent the point guard that gets you a title though? I mean, you just need somebody that's going to be a solid contributor to the other two. You don't need a superstar. You're not going to get a superstar. No, I, I know, and I know, I know that. I'm just, I'm just wondering, is Gabe Vincent that guy? Like Monte Morris has kind of been there, done that before. You'd have to trade for him because he is under contract, and he's the most expensive of the guys under contract that were mentioned there at 9.8 million. But that name is intriguing to me because at least he has some, some bigger experience here at 28 and has been a starter uh, at, at times, you know, in his career. So that one's interesting. Emmanuel quickly is a guy they've had interest in 
reportedly since uh, since his draft and is fairly cheap. He's a little over two million uh, for next year. That's a name that the Knicks supposedly wanted to move on from for whatever reason. And if the Knicks don't like a guy, that's when I'm really sold on him because <laughs> they don't seem to know what the hell they're doing. Uh, that one's intriguing to me too. I like the idea of get, trading for a guy that's making like two million, three million, which you know Pritchard, the you know, and uh, and quickly and Davian Mil- Mitchell all kind of fall into that boat. So then you can maneuver elsewhere with some of your money or sign another point guard to be a backup. So you've got a, a stopgap uh, as well. There, I, I don't know. This is this is going to take creative roster building to get there, and. And none of these names wow you, but who's the guy that can get the job done and give you the depth? To do Davian that? Mitchell is is more of a uh, he's kind of a Javon Carter type. Like I think he's he's one of the better defenders in the league um, at the guard position. He's not necessarily like he's. Not, I would even consider him really a point guard. Like he's just he's just a guard because of his size, but he's not really the primary ball handler on that, on the, on that Kings team. And it hasn't been because of De'Aaron Fox. He'll play off ball. Um, he can play some backup point guard, but he's not, that's not really the strength of his skill set. You would get him because you want a defensive bulldog uh, on your team. So I, in, in the terms of a replacement for Chris Paul and, and being a facilitator and having that defensive side, I don't know if he really fits the mold. That's why I think, you know, Vincent's shown the ability to be able to contribute and be that third guy that could be reliable to a certain degree. Now, um, can it can it maintain? This is kind of a flash in the pan right now. He's making himself a lot of money. Can it can it maintain throughout? Um, you know, Peyton Pritchard I like, but I only like him as a as a as a backup point guard. Um, shit, even maybe possibly a third string point guard just in case. Uh, but. Uh, I mean, there's good options. Emmanuel Quigley's good, but again, no nobody that's going to be able to replace Chris Paul. Well, and those names, to be honest, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily in in the article by Jake Fisher on Yahoo position that these were necessarily just replacements for Chris Paul. A mm-hmm. Pritchard, a Quickly, a Davion Mitchell could be guys that you trade for to be the backup to Chris Paul if he signs back with a veteran minimum in hopes that one of them grows and becomes a point guard for the future as well. So Right, because the Suns do have to make a decision on campaign as well. Because is mm-hmm, that not mm-hmm. a team yep. option? It yep. is a team option. A team option. So option. we'll have to see kind of if, if I'm sure whatever happens with Chris Paul potentially could dictate what happens with campaign. Mm-hmm. And who because a lot of the things that they were saying with some of these guys, it wasn't all necessarily in recent um, pass like it hasn't been over the last month that the Suns have been like reportedly looking into these players. This has been over, you know, a couple months, two seasons yeah. at this point that the Suns have shown some sort of interest or people in their front office have had high regards for some of these players. I keep seeing Fred Van Vliet's name in the chat and Eric, this is no shot at you. I just don't see the path yeah. to getting Fred Van Vliet. Sure. It's a name. I, uh, it, it potentially be intriguing but even he kind of fell off uh, this year with toronto but i don't see the path it'd have to be a sign and trade it could hard cap you depending on what you're doing uh with you know with chris paul and are you stretching how's it going to work so there's all sorts of ramifications i don't i don't see that and austin reeves uh, again this is another 
He's a, he's a restrictive a free agent. He's a restrictive free Yeah, agent. so whatever we offer, yes. why wouldn't the Lakers, yeah. depending on how much, right? But but we can't, I mean, really the max there. you're going to be able to offer is that mid-level exception at $12 million, and the Lakers are matching that faster than mm-hmm. I can snap those fingers, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, we did get, uh, we haven't had any official word as far as the sun side of things go, but we did get a Woj bomb. With an NBA Finals trade. That's right. The Denver Nuggets are acquiring the least favorable of Oklahoma City's first round picks in 2024. The 37th pick in the 2023 draft and 2024 second round pick for a protected 2029 first round, sources tell ESPN. So things are moving. Things are moving. And this is interesting here because... Bobby Marks had a lot to say on Twitter and Bobby Marks has been sharing quite a bit around the new CBA and kind of breaking it down, which has been very difficult to kind of navigate because we don't officially have the documents in hand. Um, But a couple of tweets from Bobby Marks that I'll read for you guys here. He said how this new CBA is set up, the development and eventual role of players like Christian Braun become critical. Denver with three max players and Jokic, Murray and Porter Jr., has very little wiggle room outside of drafting and developing their own players. There will be a heavy emphasis on the draft for teams that continue to spend. Denver is trying to get ahead of this by stockpiling young players at a low cost. Denver will also benefit with the new second-round exception rule. The new rule allows a team to offer their second-round pick a contract for three or four years and a starting salary in the 1.7 to 1.9 range, dependent on the length of, length of the contract. Under the current CBA, teams had to dip into room, non-tax mid-level or tax exception for contracts of three or more years. So if the player is a second-round pick and this is his first contract, he is allowed to sign with the exception. And if you have four, four second-round picks, then you get four exceptions. So it's for however many. It's also good for the players. Um, especially those second round picks, because second round picks, typically, if you get to a certain point in that second round, when a team calls you, you can literally say like, no, I'd rather take my chances in being an undrafted free agent. Um, and, and the rumor was a, a couple of years ago, Alonzo Trier did that. He was going to get drafted, but the teams that were trying to get him, he was just like, it's it's a better move for me to f- to be able to pick and choose where I want to go. Now you throw that money in there, and that changes the game completely. Now I got some guaranteed money that I can use for the next three to four years and develop in the system. Okay, now it's a different ball game. Well, Calvin Booth made a hell of a deal here for the Nuggets because, sure, he gives up a first rounder in you know five years down the road, but he gets so much draft capital over the next few years that he can help that bench and keep that depth that has helped Denver get to the finals and, and take the lead in this finals and ironically Calvin Booth is the guy that uh, the Suns previous front office wanted instead of James Jones in the role that James Jones took but that's neither here nor there but the the Suns have to do this kind of thing the Suns have to figure out how to make these kind of moves to fill out the roster and still have potential for the future yeah well and that's the question is James Jones the right guy to be able to do that no you, you don't think so? No. So his whole his whole philosophy has been, and we've joked about it, you know, and paraphrasing it, f them kids. He has not he has not valued draft picks. He has not valued development as much as people would have hoped. 
Cam Johnson is the only guy that you can really give him credit for because Mikhail Bridges, DeAndre Ayton were drafted before he was running that front office. Uh, he swung and missed with Jalen Smith. Sorry, everybody, but that's the truth. Uh, you know, uh, and it, it, it's just uh, Ty Jerome, uh, a, a guy that that he took uh, who didn't make it here. I don't trust it. Now, maybe I'll be proven wrong. Maybe we've talked about it was Sarver being cheap and not wanting it, whatever. But to me, I haven't seen it, which means I don't trust it. Yeah, I, I listen. I, I think you play with the rules that you have, and yeah, he made the comments about you know not really having so much of a buy-in to the draft process, but the rules have changed, and when rules change, it's not just JJ in that room. It's a group of people in that room talking about okay, how do we strategize for the future? What's the best way for uh, what's the best path for us to be to sustain su success? Mm -hmm. And I just feel like at, at this point. I, it, it, it all bit him in the ass, to be honest with you. And I think at this point, James Jones is, you, you got to hope, you got to hope that he's in that room and he's like, all right, I need, to, I need to reprogram my thinking on this because when I was with the Miami Heat, it was all about the veterans. It was always about getting veterans. And that's kind of the model. When he was at the Cleveland Cavaliers, same thing. You had LeBron, you had the big guys, but it was always about getting in all these other veterans to sustain success. Now, uh, you're, you, that was the model here, but now you can't. You you gotta you gotta manage this thing the right way because when KD inevitably you know gets to that point where either his contract is up or he needs to be traded again, um, you need to have a solid backup plan and really start to develop your own players in house. And I think that's probably the one glaring thing that the Suns have not done over the last four years is develop anybody in mm -hmm. from from you know a low level player. And Cam Johnson's the close, like you said into a, a high-level player, and they're going to have to figure out a way to do that for sure. And somebody in the chat brought up Dwayne Rankin's one-on-one -on -one with James Jones where he kind of changes his tune about the draft. But, yeah, if you get backed in a corner, you tend to change uh, change your tune. And I'm not, I'm not saying that James Jones can't do it. I just haven't seen him do it. And if I don't see steps in this draft – to actually get you in there, you're only a 52 right now, then I don't know that I can trust it long-term because this season's the when you need young, cheap talent uh, as fast as you can get it in this building to with potential that can help round out some of the roster. Otherwise, we're looking at veterans that are willing to take a minimum that's a one-year thing that you hope they stay healthy or whatever reason they wound up here instead of on bigger dollars, it's a lot you're leaving up to chance. So Charles in the chat said that's why David's in the organization as far as Fisdale. Um, I would like to think that they've had the conversation under the new ownership that we do have to start rethinking the type of players and the way that we're handling players within the organization, right? Ishby has talked about getting a G League team back with the Phoenix Suns and Mercury or, or Phoenix Suns organization. Um, and that will help. Having a G League where you can send players to develop will be beneficial. They have a new coaching staff now. The coaching staff might value development more than the previous coaching mm -hmm. staff did. And that's not to say that that coaching staff didn't value it. It's just Maybe there's different levels to the approach or how much they value it. Yeah, but the the biggest problem is you put yourself in a hole and a deficit. You don't have any young guys right, right now. I mean, unless you re-sign Darius Baisley and, and fine, that may be a possibility. 
but you also had a minimal scouting staff this year. So if you try to get in the draft, you haven't done the prep work to put you in the position to find the guys. Now, maybe you could lean on David Fisdale, who is an assistant GM in Utah, but then you're leaning on an assistant coach rather than your front office. It's just, it's a weird maybe situation to be in. Find some people that you can steal from other teams well, in the I, meantime. I, I, listen, this offseason of off will be a home run if the Suns are able to do three of the following. Uh, trade for players that can actually contribute to this team in a quick fashion, mainly three and D players, because that's what you need right now. Um, and you're probably going to have to trade DA to do that in, in conjunction with that trading for players that have a little bit of a bright future might not be the superstar first round picks, but guys that have been shown that they, you know, like the Lou Dort type of players that look like they have potential to have a bright future, um, get a little bit younger, you can develop them, and who knows, by the end of this season or next season, uh, they can actually be viable, solid contributors to your team. And then the other thing, the, the last thing is, if you can somehow recoup some of that draft capital that you lost in the first place when you traded for KD, that would be ideal. Now, I don't think it's going to happen. If you trade DA, you're trying to get compensation back in return unless you're trading to a team that's that that has a surplus of cap room. Um, then maybe you can pry away a, a pick or two. But right now, the Suns are definitely not looking at it from that perspective. They're looking at it like we have two years to win one championship. How do we do that? What's the best way to do that? And we'll worry about the rest later. Um, but who knows? This offseason is going to tell the tale of that. It will. Um, all right. So I already set up our weekend plans. We're golfing and going to Four Peaks. But if you've got kids and you're trying to come up with summer plans for them, Octane Raceway and Mavericks is a great place to look. They have a summer engineering camp for kids. They've partnered with Engineering for Kids. It's ages 7 to 15. They also have free bowling all summer. The Kids Bowl free program is children 15 and under are eligible for two free games each day. So make sure you book some fun this summer at Octane Raceway and Mavericks. They've got kart racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling, arcades, great food and drinks. I mean, honestly, what more could you ask for for a summer activity here? But tons of different events throughout the summer. Make sure you check them out at OctaneRaceway.com and Mavericks.com to learn more. And then after the weekend is over, I got Monday covered for you guys too. And Tuesday covered. I literally am just like schedule. I should be, I should be charging. I'm like an executive assistant here. Okay. I'm like a virtual assistant, right? Okay. Illegal Pete's. You can kick off your week with Margarita Monday at Illegal Pete's. Exclusive to Arizona locations. $3 margs all day, every Monday. You know nothing brightens up that Monday mood more than soaking up the sun with a few margaritas. And then Tuesday, we're talking about Taco Tuesday. $2 tacos all day, every Tuesday. Whether your favorite is chicken, pork, veggies, all tacos are just two bucks. So swing by and start your week off right at Illegal Pete's. Hey, Sal, are we launching our summer camp as well? You're going to teach them the art of cursing. I'll teach them sarcasm. It'll be fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> no? Okay. I mean. Oh, my goodness. We'll teach them the difference between an OGs and a regular gummy. <laughs> like, it'll be all the things that kids Spot need to know. the difference. Lord have mercy. <laughs> we are going to get in a lot of trouble for this one. All right. So I want to talk about some technology. Because earlier this week, we got a glimpse into Apple's new Vision Pro technology that is fully immersive and an interactive experience. 
Espo, you know more about this, but I want to I want to talk about this in relation to sports for a minute. So they unveiled this and comes out early next year, but they showed how you could watch an NBA game. Mm. And basically you're virtually courtside, so you see that. And if you look off to either side, you've got the stats basically out there in front of you so you can keep uh, an eye on that. And then they have a replay system that it's like you're looking down on the court and you see the play develop with the actual players and you can kind of understand that as well, which I find uh, to be really interesting. And somebody, uh, one of the tech bloggers, actually got a chance to try it out and watch part of the Suns Nuggets. Uh, one of the one of the offensive sets for Suns Nuggets where KD scored, and he said it was insane because it felt like you were a six foot ten Kevin Durant standing right there in front of you and going through and scoring. So. This could open up a whole new way of, of watching basketball. So, yes, I agree 100%. But do you think this is good or bad for sports viewing? Because I have some hesitations around it. While I think it could be super cool, I also think that you could end up losing the, like, communal aspect of sports, right? Like, if you're just watching by yourself at home, then, yeah, this would be cool to add to your viewing experience. But, like, you're going to really take these goggles to a sports bar? If you you're the only person in that sports bar, what yeah. if you invite people over to watch the game, you can put on goggles and just let them like sit there. Yeah, yep. it's a little, it's a little like. Mm, well, and I, and I kind of. Agree. I'm not trying to be the old man yelling at cloud. Well, I, 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 I do kind of agree because you're right. Like there, you know, how many times we've already seen, you know how how much of an effect um, watching games at home on various platforms has on attendance in games. You know, like attendance. Uh, for the most part, is not the same as it used to be in the 90s and the early 2000s and the 80s. Like, because you had to go to those games sometimes, otherwise you wouldn't watch the game. Mm -hmm. So I, I do tend to agree with you to a certain degree. The technology is cool as hell. Uh, you know, maybe if they specialized it like this game or this game, you could do this, 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 cool. Um, or if you're by yourself at home and you got nothing else going on, sure, why not? But I do. I do. The, the fun part of sports is being able to share it with everybody else. Uh, right. I can't wait till the second half of next season. We're sitting in the recliners, and I got my Vision Pro on. It's not going to be. Watching an 120-inch screen in front of me and totally ignoring you guys. It's not going to be next season. We're going to have to wait for, like, the third or fourth generation when the price <laughs> tag goes down because these are, what, $3,400 a pop? What kind I, of a lot. What I do like is there's a chance that people who will never get the opportunity to sit courtside will get the experience of what it's like. Not at that price tag. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you could drop 34, you could buy, yeah, you could buy courtside get, seats. I get that, but you remember how much the original iPhone cost too and they subsidize it, all that crap. Eventually it'll be more affordable or uh, you know, there may be places that you can go experience it uh, on the cheap uh, you know, or cheaper mm -hmm. than buying one. And I think it's interesting that it does give you that opportunity to have that perspective. It does make the game a little bit more interactive because your second screen really is now your first screen. Yeah. You're looking at everything in one place. Uh, it could be it could be great for scouting for for teams that are you know they're video scouts. Now there's a different way to experience it and interact with it. Players trying to understand plays. This opens up a whole new world that you might be able to uh, you know showcase that and improve the game in that way from a 
interacting with other fans and the communal aspect of sports, yes, it's problematic, even though you're unlike the the meta headsets, you're supposed to be able to see through these and whatever. But it does obviously change the communal thing. But I think it will have a positive impact on sports overall uh, in different ways that it can it can be used in, yeah. in terms of it. Not at this price point no. and not in the first few generations, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be clunky and whatever. But uh, at some point, I think it I think it will actually have a benefit. I'm not completely against it. Um, but then also just from like a fan perspective, just simply watching a game, like all the other elements that you kind of highlighted there that could potentially come from this as far as like scouting or players or whatever, like that's cool. But from a fan perspective, like, I don't know if I want to just be sitting there and like constantly moving my head around. Like, I just, I just want to look That's one way. That's just a lot of effort. It is. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it is. Like, you, I have to sit here now. I have to constantly look left, right, up, down to see all these different things. Like, can it just be right there in front of me on my TV? At that point, why don't you just put, like, three different boxes on the TV? At, at this point. This just, is just the lazy me talking well, here. But hey, also, you can't just lay down on your couch and watch TV or watch a game. You know what I mean? You know what this could force, though? Innovations on a television broadcast for That's those fair. people that don't have headsets and anytime something pushes innovation in a place that's been fairly stagnant uh for for a long time i like that idea what i'd love to see is just the nba figure out how to do some kind of sky cam uh technology so i can see the play develop in in a replay or something on on television too like there's there's different things i hope this forces innovation in, yeah. in the way we watch i don't know i I don't really like it. I like the video game aspect. Sure. Yeah. That'd be totally. good. But real game aspect, you know, I, I, it sounds good in theory. Maybe I'll change my mind down the road. I probably will. But for right now, I'm like, I, I, I like watching the games as they are. I'm okay with it. I, I know we got to get out of here soon, but Jay asked a question. Will aliens be discovered before the Suns win their first championship? Oh, Christ. Aliens have already been discovered. No, they have not. Did you not see what happened in Las Vegas? Tell me what happened in uh, Las Vegas. Th I'm team there was, alien with you. Th there was a cop that had a body cam on that caught this, what looked like some kind of UFO. <laughs> yeah, a street light then at the yeah. same exact time, somebody calls 911 reporting that. It was not at the same exact time. It was close to the it same It was an time. hour before because they called those cops to come, and that's what no. happened. No. Yes. You misread that. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> you misread that these and misread the video. Called 911 because they had these two or three large figures in their background. Yeah, in but their the backyard. Thing and was they eyes. in the sky. And they called 911 instead of what every other person in the world would have done, which is take a fucking Did picture. Did you really just steal my rant? You knew that was where I was going, Bookman. But you were you just stole, completely you going stole opposite. Espo's rant. No. I was saying he was that setting they exist. It up. How is he setting it up? I was By saying giving they you exist, the detail. But they don't what? exist. They're not real. You do not think that there are aliens in this, in this, in the United in States space. of America. Not in right now. Space. No, I do not. I'm telling you, they're here. And if they're eight feet tall, they can replace DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> so we got it figured out, people. Listen, I'm not mad at the idea of aliens. I'm here for it. Bro. If you're like I don't think y'all are some hunky dory people sometimes thinking that these fucking aliens are going to show up if there was aliens and they're just going to be like, oh, cool. 
He's just chilling over on the couch. No, that motherfucker's probably tearing your head off. No, look. He's probably look, blowing up the world. He's I probably think, taking over everything. I think they yeah, crashed like I'm here. mad about that scenario either yeah. at this point. Like, if it's going to happen, just happen. Look, Quit I love teasing. Just I love do that, it already. I love that we started this show on Eskimo Brothers and are ending it arguing about aliens. Welcome to a Friday in the offseason, everybody. You guys already know this, though. If you've been here for a while, Fridays are all about fun and shenanigans with a some legit basketball conversation. Yeah, you think the aliens are. could help be the scouting staff for the Suns? <laughs> <laughs> Big eyes, they could see. Saul still hung up on like, "Are you for real right Nicholas now?" Nicholas Munoz is like, "I don't know about you, Saul." I'm like, well, I mean, "What do you want me to do?" Like, I, 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 I. <laughs> we want you to have more fun, Saul. That's it. Like Stop. aliens may or may not exist, and that's irrelevant. We want you to have the fun of Stop believing that aliens me. exist, and like enjoying the the weirdness there's no enjoyment about getting absolutely just taken over by an alien <laughs> well, life form look they, I, they prod you you know this right yeah. like i'm not Hold even trying to be here like that's what happens we would all okay. be on spigots no. like that's no. what would happen no. we'd be on spits we'd just be out there no. burning as they take target Burning. practice what? towards our eyes okay. with their laser eyes. You cannot be over eyes. here on one side so being cool. like, y'all are out of your damn minds. Aliens aren't real. And then be like telling us what aliens do when they are real. Hello's got it e. figured was out. super nice. Hello's got it figured out. Saul saying this because he is an alien. <laughs> Actually. That's it. <laughs> Dude, I wish. Oh, would no, make life so wish. fun. Yes, I do. Because I know the, the formula to but take to be over. Best friends with an alien? Exactly. Come on. I tend to agree with you though. If if they do exist and they come in mass, it's going to be <laughs> to uh, take us over because. If they could get here from wherever they are, they got better technology than we got. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, but they're chill. I feel like aliens would be dope. Why do you think they would be chill? Listen, they're either chill or you're already dead. It doesn't matter either way. So well, why not hope back? for the best case scenario? Just share some OGs Because with of them. what Espo just said, if aliens are able to reach us before we can reach them, then they're far more but advanced than we are. you don't know what their are. weaknesses are? You're just going to give up? Now you're changing. I'm giving you were, up. I don't give a damn. You were it's so, like a zombie apocalypse. No, no I'm not pretending I start off I knowing these dudes this. are aggressive. That's, I'm no. ready. Like, so, I'm ready. Saul is flip flopping. He was he was worried. <laughs> he was worried about the aliens putting us on a spit, and now he's riding the fence squarely. I'm not all riding right? the fence. I'm telling you, I know these dudes are coming for your head. I'm ready. Let's go. I think you're traumatized. <laughs> I was in the military. Surprised. I don't know what happened the last year. Listen, yeah. I just want. I'm gonna live in a world where aliens are chill and they're cool, and we can they're all not, be friends and coexist. Maybe they'll save us from they ourselves. Molly us all. Michael Odick in the chat. That we sneeze, they die. <laughs> yes, yes. They're allergic to water. Oh. All right. Well, I got to tell you guys about two more things real quick. Obviously, you know my love for Circle K. Circle K has the best coffee, the best beer and snack selection. They also have premium gas. You can stock up on all the things you need for the best summer road trip at Circle K. So make sure you're not missing out on all of the great stuff right now. Uh, we also have a coupon for you. If you text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club, you're going to get a buy one, get one free 32-ounce Polar Pops offer. So head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. And, of course, tomorrow is Saturday because today is Friday, which means... That's the way the calendar works. <laughs> if you have already signed up for the BetMGM Sportsbook app, 
using that code PHNX, then you just have to log into your account tomorrow and you will get your free bet on the house. It, that's right. It's a bonus bet that is absolutely free and you receive it just by logging into your account. It's super simple. Those bonus bets do expire after 72 hours, so don't wait to use them. But if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, make sure you do, again, using that bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, bonus bet or bonus code PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Valley Boy says Saul is Will Smith and Independence Day. Thank you. Is that how you're going to be, Saul? Are you going to save the world? Nah, yeah, I guess I got to do it because it ain't going to be you three. No, it's not. Will, Will Smith <laughs> doesn't save the world on Independence Day. Doesn't he? Randy Quaid fly, flies up the back end of the spaceship and ends the alien. Yeah, so Randy but, Quaid is the hero of that. But Will Smith brought the alien to the government so that way they could figure out what this thing was all about. I suppose you want to be the other character? Do I, be, Smith, you do I want to be Randy Quaid? Yeah. No. But you will be a hero. I don't want to be a hero. You'll be a hero to Saul. If you know you're going to get probed, you might as well go ahead and go up there, probe. Oh, God. No, I'm good, thanks. Um, I love how Debt in the chat is like, this show has range, dot, dot, dot. I'm not going to share what the rest of that comment is. You just have to be here on YouTube to read it. But uh, we do have range. Proud of us for that, you guys. Mm -hmm. Look do. at us go. Who would have thought? Wow. Look at us. Okay, we got to go. But thank you guys for joining us for more shenanigans on a Friday afternoon. We hope that you enjoyed yourself. Uh, we're going to take the weekend off as we do during the off seasons. But don't, we'll be back on Monday at 3 p.m. right here on our YouTube channel. So plan to hang out with us then. Until we see you on Monday, you can follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore Suns. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Hit that, Espo, like, take us hit that like button. Does, if Cat's girlfriend is an alien, does it change how Devin Booker feels about Cat dating him? And if Cat comes to Phoenix, that sums up the show. Oh, hoy, hoy. <laughs> Always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the job. My team move like the mob. Turn the beat on. I throw it.